Welcome to episode 13, Token Boy, Token Boys Podcast. Uh, sorry for the little uh, technical difficulties, but we're here. Um, uh, I'm your host, Mark. Go ahead, follow my Twitter. I've been double underscore fly. Follow the podcast Twitter, token underscore boys. Let Peckin just do himself. Uh, I'm Peckin. Sorry about the delay. Um, new Twitter, uh, Peckin6. Uh, if you want to follow me there. Uh, yeah, let's, let's start the pod. So, all right. So today we're going to be doing, we're going to grade um, all the uh, first round draft picks. And we're also going to be grading uh, Washington seven round mock. So first we're going to get started with Washington seven round mock, which is, so we'll get started uh, round one, uh, Jameen Davis linebacker from Kentucky. So as most of you guys saw from the Saturday show, um, I was upset at first because obviously I wanted JOK there and, um, Apparently he's slipped because of health issues, but the doctors have already proved that he's perfectly fine. So the Browns definitely got a steal in the second round. But uh, I already knew that eventually I was going to get over it because Jameen Davis is still a good player. Um, I just didn't think the value was great, but I'm going to give the pick an A because he's still a good player. I think it'll end up being a good player, especially behind this defensive front. But um, I, I just wanted JOK. That's probably the reason why I was so upset first. Yeah, uh, I don't have too much different to say. Uh, I gave it like an A minus because, I mean, outside of going up and moving to get a quarterback, I mean, like linebacker was probably like our biggest, like a, our biggest need for sure. And yeah. um, I mean, yeah, I, I get not taking JOK just because of the the size thing and like the the health. Um, yeah, and I I, I like to mean Davis. I just thought. I thought he was more like a late first type player versus like a guy you take at 19. But if, I mean, if that's their linebacker, I mean, I, I don't have nothing, you know, against it. Yeah. So we get to the uh, second pick, which is round two um, at 51. It's Sam Cosme, a uh, tackle out of Texas. Now this one, I had to, I had to like really think about it because I wasn't mad at it because we still do we still need to tackle. So I like I was like, okay, fine, that's fine. But I want, really had to go make sure Cosme was really the tackle that I think could make it work. And because uh, I didn't I didn't have Cosme in my top five tackles, if I recall. I don't think I had him in my top five tackles. But I did know that he was a very talented, uh um very talented lineman. But when you go back and watch the film, it's just and it's not even his fault, it's what the Texas um all-line coach was teaching them to do. They were teaching just a lot of bad techniques and just a, like a lot of bad habits. And I, I'm guessing that's probably why I didn't have him in my top five. I'm not really sure why I didn't have him in my top five. But um, I didn't really want to go LT at the pick, but I'm not mad at it. Um, I want to give this one a, a – I'll give this one a B plus. I think it's a good pick. Um, I think Cosme will, end up, will probably end up being a day one starter. I think he's that type of talent, especially with our, our, our O-line coach. I think he's a pretty good O-line coach. I think he'll get have – Cosme ready by week one. We might still see some of those uh, bad habits from the Texas coaching staff rub off on them. But I think by mid to end of the season, he'll be perfectly fine and he'll be a solid starter. And I think he has the potential to be a pro bowler for years to come. You know, I, I like this pet pick like right off the bat. The only thing was I was, dude, I was stuck on getting a receiver and I, I saw all of them, you know, going, you know, I kind of thought it was going to happen like last year where all the receivers went off. Um, and so I, I was, I, I kind of wanted us to take Marshall just cause I mean, that was like, I, I felt like that was the best player on the board, but 
Um, we definitely needed a left tackle. And, I mean, I remember watching him, and I, I liked him a lot. Uh, like, I, I just remember thinking he was, a, like, a super athlete, and he was really, like, a really good run blocker. Like, when he got his hands on you, like, he, he was out in space, you know. And so, yeah, I, I liked the pick, and the more, the more I went back and watched, the more – the more, the more it made sense because, you know, he, he's just got, a, like, a super high upside for a left tackle. And, uh, you know, I, I think he – I mean, I'm not sure if he'll start day one, but he'll, he'll you know, if he doesn't, you know, by the, at some point in the season, he's going to be playing. So, Yeah, I agree. So then we get to the first, the third-round pick, which is – yeah, the first third-round pick, which is pick 74, Benjamin Seju, cornerback in Minnesota. Now, this pick, uh, I was extremely upset when it happened, and I don't want to say I'm still upset now, but I get why they did it. You know, he's very physically talented. He has the tools and everything, but the value is just really bad in my opinion. I mean, you drafted a guy that probably would have lasted to the sixth round and third round. I didn't really like that at all. I mean, there were reports, uh, I think, in chat, uh, in chat, they had sent, like, a bunch of reports that Ron was saying that, people wanted to trade uh pick St. Jude up in the third and like me I just I can't believe that honestly I don't believe that at all I don't like I don't think it's necessarily a bad pick um St. Jude probably won't we won't see a lot of him this year uh I'm not sure how much we'll see of him even in the next season he's definitely a project type player um if he does reach his potential he could be a very good corner but the value is just not there um yeah the values the values is not there I think you could have went uh wide receiver earlier here or some other position maybe of importance but uh i'm gonna give this one like a c minus it's not bad but the value is just not good at all uh yeah i gave it a a c plus just because i think he he's got potential to be a good outside corner i just didn't think i don't think you needed to take him there at 70 uh 74 um and i don't think it was like one of the bigger needs on the on the board like you I thought I thought there were some tight ends uh, a couple of safeties um you know maybe even another linebacker you could have took in at 74 and then yeah. you know like because I, I I don't think like because he's gonna be your fourth corner probably and I don't I don't mm-hmm. think you needed your fourth corner to be taken you know with that highly but I mean I, I don't I don't mind taking corners I just like I would have preferred, like uh, you know, like a like I, I who who went the pick, uh, like Tommy Tremble went like eighty something. I thought you could have taken yeah. him there and then waited for a corner, or you could have yeah. taken um, I don't remember what linebackers were on the board, but there was definitely a ton that were still there. Um, and yeah, I I I, I mean the picks are right just because I think like it's kind of hard to know, you know how a corner is going to turn out, but you know he's got yeah yeah I think. I mean, I, I, what I got from it is I think that means we're going to play more like press, which which I think is good, especially in our defense. But just mm-hmm. him playing like year one, I don't think it's going to be like a huge uh, – unless some injuries happen, I don't think he's going to play a lot. Yeah. So not necessarily a bad pick, but just not very good value. But uh, we'll get to the next pick, um, which is the second, third-round pick. Uh, pick 82, Deami Brown, North Carolina. This is – Absolutely a home run pick. I give this one an A+. Plus. Um, this is probably my favorite pick of the draft, even though I think Jermaine Davis is probably going to be a great player. I think Deami, this is a fantastic pick. Diami, I came on to Diami as a late because of you and a 50-cup blog. 
And when I went and watched it, I'm just like, this guy is just electric. Uh, very vertical, uh, very vertical receiver, very physical, very smart route runner. Not like too technical, but he's very smart in how he uh, gains leverage on DBs on deep routes. Um, very physical, uh, very physical in the, as a run blocker too. I'm just a big fan of him. It's just a fantastic pick. Uh, I'm a, our wide receiver core has improved tremendously from last season. I mean, last season it was just Terry McLaurin, nobody else, pretty much. And now you have you pair Terry McLaurin, and you got Curtis Samuel in the slot or even outside sometimes. And then you got Deami Brown on the other side. That is fantastic. Fitz is gonna have a blast. Um, I'm not too sure how Fitz is gonna play yet. I don't I don't trust as much as our fan base does, but. With these type of weapons, man, you got to do something. This is a special wide receiver group right here, and I'd be very disappointed if we don't score a lot of t- a lot of uh, passing touchdown with these guys this year. But yeah, a plus pick, a home run for me. Yeah, this is. I think this is the the best like value we got in the whole draft. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I like. I remember watching him, and um, like I, I thought he was gonna go like top like. I thought he was going to go, like, early day two, like, top 40. Uh, and he yeah. fell all the way to, like, 80, 82. Um, yeah, he. I mean, he just – he's – I, I won't go so far to say he's Terry McLaurin because, like, he, he just didn't run, like, the routes, you know, yeah. like that Terry did at Ohio State. But just in terms of, like, being a guy that's got, a, like, great hands, a deep threat, you know, really, really good off the line, you know, just, like, really physical does all the like small things like blocking um i mean he he's i mean he, he was one of my favorite receivers in the class and i don't even think like route running is not a problem like he he just didn't do it at uh i forgot what, what's the college uh unc yeah they, they just they had a bunch of other good right they had they had two good running backs they had daz uh and so they just i mean they just wanted him to be a deep threat, and he was. I mean, it worked like all the time, so they didn't have a reason to really have him do other stuff. But um, yeah, I I, I remember when I when I like started watching him, I I compared him to like Robbie Anderson. Um, yeah. I I just think he's like he's just an amazing deep threat, and I think he's got potential to like develop into like a McLaurin type player. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you on that. I don't think I think it's a DK Metcalf situation. I'm not saying they're the same player, but in the sense that people are, are more concerned about can they run these routes instead of they didn't have to run those type of routes because they've dominated on the routes they can, you know, sl- slants and go routes and all that stuff. They keep it simple, but they're still dominating. So not necessarily they can't run those routes, but the, the routes they ran in college are the ones they will succeed most at the next level. So, yeah, I think it's a great pick. Um, we'll get to the next pick, which is round four, 124, John Bates, tight end, Boise State. I was like, I was really close to giving this one an E, but I gave it one a D. Um, I think this is just a bad pick all around. Uh, this was when Brevin Jordan was still on the board. I mean, I admit, people were saying he uh, had bad interviews with coaches, but like, even still, like, this is just a really bad pick, bad value, not a good pick at all. I mean, they were saying, I guess Ron said this guy can develop into a blocking tight end. And like, my logic is, why are you de- why are you drafting developmental blocking tight ends? It's just I don't I, that logic just doesn't appeal to me at all. I mean, just like I don't want to like rag on the guy because maybe he can end up being a good player and something, but like I don't like this pick at all. I don't see it end up. I don't really see it working at all. 
I don't even see him. I don't think he'll see the field this year at all. But yeah, I don't like this pick all that much. Yeah, uh, I I definitely have been hating on this pick. Like out of, out of all of the ones we took, um, yeah, just, I, I feel like it didn't make any sense. Just like I don't know if you, if you go look at most people's like projections, he was like a sixth, seventh round, you know, like blocking tight end. Um, I don't. I just. I don't, I don't get why you would need to. T- I don't get why you would need to take a blocking tight end that high. Like. Yeah. Um. Because even like even if he pans out, let, let let's say he's like you know he's he's what you think he is and he's an elite blocking tight end. Like I don't even. I don't think you're getting your value. You know, for, from a fourth round pick. You know, from a guy that can block. Like. Yeah. I don't know. It it does doesn't excite me. I thought there were better players there. Um. Yeah, I I just thought they reached really hard on this pick, but I mean, I we did need a blocking tight end. I just like I wouldn't have done it here. Yeah, I agree. So get to the next pick, which is round five, pick one six three, Derek Forrest, Derek Forrest. I'm not sure I pronounced it. it. Might be wrong, but uh, safety out of Cincinnati. Uh, this is my second favorite pick of the draft. I, I'll be honest, Jamie might be my third favorite pick of the draft. Um, I I came onto Derek Forrest as late. I remember because I was watching the bootleg football podcast with uh, Brett Coleman and E.J. Snyder. Um, and I remember they were talking about their, like, ball of clay prospect, which is basically, you know, raw, talented guys that need uh, development but could really end up being great players. And uh, Derek Ford's on the list. So I went and I watched him. This is, like, two weeks before the draft, I'm pretty sure. And I went and watched him. I'm not like, I'm a big fan of this guy. First of all, he has great quickness, a very explosive athlete. Um, very instinctual. I like what he does. Very physical tackler, and he likes to go get the ball when he has a chance to. Um, and I'm kind of. I think it's. it's I think this is great value. Um, great value pick. I think it's a really good pick. I think he might have a chance to start week one or even down the line. I think. He, I think he'll end up starting either mid season or late season, maybe even week one. But uh, I think what I'm trying to think about is like, I'm not sure whether to put him at strong safety or free safety because problem is I think Cameron Curl is a great strong safety um I think he's better than Landon at this point Landon really hasn't played to the level we thought he would hopefully switch to linebacker um but with Forrest it's like he wants to play strong safety because he did do that at a very high level at Cincinnati he also played free safety at a very high level so for me it's kind of conflicting because I don't Cameron, Cameron Curl doesn't really have the range of ball skills to really play free safety so it's like I know Forrest can play free safety, but is he better at strong safety? I'm not really sure which ones he's better at. So that's just something the staff is going to figure out, but I think it's a great pick. Yeah, no, I, I like this pick. I didn't, I only watched, I only, I probably heard about him like two weeks before the draft. I didn't, I didn't watch a ton. Um, I just think you try him at free safety first, just because that's the position we need. Um. He's, yeah. I mean, he's he's got all the athleticism. He's got range that you would want. Uh, I mean, he yeah, he's he's raw in cover, but I mean, he's got all the tools you want for that. And I I just feel like you wouldn't move him to like strong safety unless like unless he like outplayed like Cameron Crow, which I don't I don't see that happening. So, um, I would try him at free safety. You know, if he wins, I mean, you got you got to start in free safety. If you don't, I would just let keep letting him develop you know let him you know because 
I mean, there's no there's no one else besides like Jeremy Reeves on the team that like plays free safety. So like even yeah. even if he's not even if he struggles or like um you know has some like lapses in coverage, like you just I feel like you just let him learn because he's he's the guy that has the upside to actually like you know do that for you. Yeah, I agree. So get to the next pick, which is round six. Uh, we got the pick in Philly, 2025, Cameron Cheeseman, long snapper, Michigan. Um, this pick is just a C. Um, I was kind of pissed at this pick at the time because I thought there were better players on the board because obviously it's a, it's a damn long snapper. But uh, I slept on it. It's like I, I forgot that uh, – who was our long snapper for? What was – I can't remember his name. Uh, it was uh, uh, Sunberg, Son, Nick Sunberg. Yeah, Nick Sunberg. Uh, what a legend. But, uh, yeah, I forgot that we didn't re-sign him, so I didn't even know we didn't have a long snapper. I completely forgot. So I'm not mad to pick. Um, I still think you could have gotten an actual, like, player to contribute right away at that pick. But, I mean, we need the position. It's not a bad pick at all. We use him. Uh, he'll, he'll do what he does. Long snappers don't really have a great impact on teams like that. So, yeah, I'm not mad to pick at all. It's whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was weird to trade up for a long snapper. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I I can't give it a grade other than like a C because like, I mean, there's there's not really much to say. You just, I mean, he's gonna be like he's gonna he's gonna be your long snapper. Like, there's not much to say. Like, it, it, yeah. you can't really be like, I don't know. It's not like you can be like a a terrible like, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it's not like you could be a terrible or elite long yeah. snapper. You're just a long snapper. It's just like, you're yeah like. You can't be an elite long snapper. You just snap the ball, and like, unless you're like messing up on every play, you're fine. So, um, yeah, it's just there, a whatever. There were players play. I would have liked. Pro- yeah, there were players I would have liked there in the sixth round, but I mean, I can't really hate. Yeah, so we'll get to the next pick, which is round seven, pick two two forty. Um, William Bradley King Baylor, a defensive end. So, I wasn't happy with this pick at the time. But then looking after I slept on, I was thinking our defensive and uh, depth is a little bit suspect. So I'm not mad to pick. But then again, I have not watched William Bradley King at all. So I'm going to have to get back to you guys uh, about that next week. I have not watched William Bradley King at all. But what I'm hearing is that he's more of a project pick who could develop into a really solid uh, backup defensive end. Or maybe if he ends up more than that, we could trade him for some picks in the future. So I'm gonna have to get back to you guys on that. I think it's solid value. I'll get this. I'll get this one like a C plus. Yeah. Um. I, I haven't seen anything but like just a few clips on Twitter. Um. I mean, I know we definitely needed depth at a you know defensive end. So, I mean, I'll just I'll give it a B for now, just because we we needed like, you know, somebody behind Young and Sweat and. Um, I mean, I I can't say he's a bad, good or bad player, so I'll just give it a B for now because it, it wasn't need. Yeah. Um. Get to the next pick, which is another defensive end pick, two forty six. Uh, Shaka Tony, defensive end, Penn State. Um. This is basically just, uh, I don't want to say same exact pick as the one before, but uh, it's very talented guy that needs a lot of development. Uh, if he develops right, he can be solid backup or end up for a starter. You can trade picks for. I give this one a C plus as well. Uh, if it works out, great. If not. It's not really the end of the world. Um, I, I actually, I've actually liked uh, Shaka Tony for a while. Um, I won't give it too high of a grade because he's he's just he's just a rotational player. But um, yeah, 
Like I remember watching. Who who's the first round edge that uh the Ravens took? Uh, uh, I forgot his name. Like it's like Jason something. Uh, Jason Owe. Jason uh, Owe. Jason Owe. Because I I remember watching him because I had heard like you know he ran the four three whatever and um I remember yeah. seeing like Tony stand out and um he's he to me he reminds me of like a I don't he's just a pure like pass rush specialist he's undersized um I but I just like his athleticism like there's not like I would take a chance on a guy that's you know like kind of bendy uh I think he ran like a four five like really athletic um yeah and so I I don't know I kind of liked him when I when I watched Penn State games I thought he flashed as a pass rusher um I mean he 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 might even be able to move the linebacker because he's a little undersized he's like He's like six three two two forty or something, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I I remember watching him and he definitely stood out a little bit. So I I you know I'll give it like a B plus. Yeah, so we'll get to the last pick of Washington's draft. Um, round seven, pick two fifty eight, Dax Milne, wide receiver, BYU. Um, this pick is I think it's pretty solid. I'll give this one like a B. Um, adding adding more depth to wide receiver room is uh, I'm grateful for it honestly. Um, any uh, I think I've only watched a little bit of Dax Milne. I have to get back to you guys. I need to watch a little bit more. But uh, from what I see, I think he is a guy that could challenge for a spot on the roster late. Uh, I think he'll push guys like AGG and um uh, AGG Camp Sims or Harmon, one of those three guys, uh, to either make the roster or be cut. So, uh, yeah, adding wide receiver depth, I'm, I'm happy for. We do still need a little bit more depth. Um, so I'm not ha- mad at all. Give this one a B. Uh, yeah, I'll give it the same grade. Um, yeah, cause at at this point, it's it's the very bottom of the seventh round. You're just you're kind of just taking players and hoping that somebody, you know, can stick on your roster. Uh, and I I think there's a chance, you know, if he could be like our sixth receiver um he, he's just a prototypical like white slot receiver he's a good route runner he's got like reliable hands uh yeah. he was like zach wilson's favorite target um i i, I had some players i would have rather taken you know like some other receivers that went undrafted um but i mean i like we are we already got a third round receiver i mean it's just depth at that point so I, yeah same i'll give it a b Yep. So that's the Washington's uh, seven-round mock. I'm going to give this uh, draft uh, a B. I think it's a very solid draft. I think right now you have three for sure week one starters out of this draft. Um, And I think maybe by the end of the season, we'll have four in Derek Forrest. But I think it's a very good draft overall. Yeah, Um, I think it's a B. But I, I like that there's a lot of high upside picks, you know, like, if if there are f- not our first three, but like, uh, ig- ignoring the corner we took, if our first yeah. three p- picks hit, like they could they could be like you could be seeing a Pro Bowl linebacker, you know, Pro Bowl receiver, Pro Bowl like left tackle, like that's the kind of upside yeah. I think they have. Um, and so for that, I think you know if they hit, you you ha- you could have a really good draft. Um, yep. we just gotta see how how it pans out. Yep. So we'll get to we're gonna review the first round of the 2021 draft. So first two picks are exactly what we expected. Um, good picks. Uh, hopefully they work out. 
Um, I've actually turned around a little bit on Zach Wilson the past few days, uh, especially after the Jets. But the, 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 who was the wide receiver the Jets drafted? Was it Elijah Moore? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Elijah yeah, Moore. Yeah, they drafted Moore. Yeah, especially after yeah. they had drafted Elijah Moore. Um, I think I think they can make it work with Wilson. I think he could hit. So I'm optimistic about it. Uh, obviously, I'd, I'd love it if uh, of all these players hit, honestly. Um, I mean, that's better for me. The league gets better, so I'm not mad at it at all. But, yeah, I get both those picks in A+. Plus. I think it's great value, uh, good picks. Hopefully both those quarterbacks end up being good players. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying one of the big reasons I didn't like Zach Wilson was just the landing spot going to the Jets. But, um, I, I, I mean, I really like what they did in the draft, you know. Oh, they, I love what they did in the draft. You know, they, they, they got um, – you know, they boosted their offensive linemen. I forgot who they got. They got uh, – Elijah Vera. Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, Elijah, Elijah Moore was probably my favorite receiver in this whole draft. I thought he was like – I mean, I, I, I threw out like A-B comparisons. He's just – he does everything. He's super quick, explosive, amazing hands. Um, was one of them – yeah, I, I just – I thought I think he's going to be their wide receiver one. Um, and then and then they took uh, they took Michael Carter like in the fourth round. Oh, I mean, I, I just thought their offense got a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mean, I think their offense is gonna really start. And they got uh, they got uh, didn't they get Yaboa or was that a different team? I I don't know. I have to. I'm gonna look that I feel, up I feel right like now. They, I feel like they did, but I'm. It has to be Yaboa, right? If they did, their off their offense is like. Yep, it is Yaboa. Okay, that is fantastic. They did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. If, like having an like a, a whole offense, you I mean they've got a tight end, they've got receivers now, they got their running back, like. Yeah, me and you have been part of the the a small crowd of your boa fans, but yeah, I love that. So yeah, I think those picks are both great picks. Um, next pick, which is third, the 49ers took Trey Lance. Great pick. Um, I'm glad the 49ers uh, came to their senses. Oh, I don't want to say came to their senses, but they they just had an elite smoke screen for when did they what was it? They acquired a third pick like two months ago, was it maybe? Yeah, uh, something like, something like I, that. Yeah, around two, maybe two and a half months ago. Um, the smoke since then has been fantastic. I mean, Kyle Shanahan put it on the show. I mean, uh, I don't know if they would have if they really like I don't think honestly, I don't think they ever really considered taking Mac Jones. I think that's just like a couple of reporters just running with I guess with the type of quarterbacks Kyle Shanahan has liked in the past. So like they're trying to attach into Mac Jones and everything. Honestly, I think the, the liners would locked on Trey Lance for weeks on end. So yeah, I think this is a great pick. Um I think Trey Lance is a fantastic player. Um I'm I don't want him to play it uh first year. And I and big like a couple of podcasts ago, I put some play times. I think Trey Lance could play year one. And I still think that, but not in the San Francisco system. And the reason I say that is Kyle Shanahan's system is very hard to get down. Like one of the hardest systems to get down, especially for a rookie. Um, I mean, even Jimmy Garoppolo, who is this might be like fourth year in the offense, fourth to fifth year in the offense, and he's still learning things and trying to get it down to a science. So I think Lance needs to sit and sit for a year or two and really get uh, under his reins and really learn stuff. But I think by either 2022 or 2023, he comes out with that 49ers offense. I think he'll be a pretty good player. Yeah. Um, honestly, I started to believe the Mac Jones stuff for a little bit. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. You were just – I feel like there was just reports that they liked, like, basically all the quarterbacks. You know, there was – for a little bit, they liked Fields, and then they didn't like Fields, and they liked Lance, and then, like, Mac Jones. Um, I don't know. There's, there were a lot of, like, all the, like, top reporters, Adam uh, – you know, Adam Schefter, all those guys were linking Mac Jones. Um, I'm I'm happy they didn't though, because I, I think Lance is like the was one of the best fits going to San Francisco just with the way that they run their like running their uh rushing attack, you know, uh, like all the RPOs they do. Like I feel like that fits perfectly. Um and then they, I mean they've got they've they've got Jimmy G who they can kind of use as their placeholder. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, I thought Trey Lance was, I thought Trey Lance was, I mean, if it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence, I think in a lot of drafts, like he could have been potentially like a number one overall pick. Yeah. So we get to the next pick, which is Atlanta, uh, Kyle Pitts. For me, this is just like, it's, it's an okay pick to me. Like, I get it. Like, Kyle Pitts is a great player. I think he'll end up being a great player for Atlanta eventually. It's just me, like, I just don't like the idea of missing out on a potential franchise guy. I just don't like it. I mean, I my number one pet peeve is when teams hold on to old quarterbacks for too long. Like, unless it's like Brady and Rodgers, who are guys that are extremely old, and they are still producing at, like, I mean, they're still going to Super Bowls and AFC Championships and stuff like that. I mean, Ryan, Matt Ryan hasn't been back to the – he hasn't been back to AFC Championships like, what, 2016, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It yeah, it might have been. Yeah. He hasn't been back then, and, like, he's been regressing. He's still putting up, like, 4,000 and, like, 20-plus touchdown year um, seasons, but it's not really amounting to much, you know? It's kind of – it's really empty stats. Like, when you watch Falcons games, like, most of the time they'll be down by a lot of points, and, like, by the end they'll still lose, but Matt Ryan will have, like, 300 yards on, like, three touchdowns, but they end up losing. So, to me, that's just, like – it's kind of pointless at the end of the day. I think a lot of his stats are empty stats, but, like, I think it's it's an okay pick. Pitts will probably work out and he'll be a good player, but in about two years, uh, I don't think I think Atlanta's going to be even, even in a worse position. Just not eff- offensively, but even a worse position defensively and coaching wise by just keeping Matt Ryan. But yeah, not a bad pick at all. Yeah. Um. I, I I'm all right. So I think this is a little similar to when the Giants took Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah. Now obviously, like. A running back taking a running back top five is way different than you know whatever you want to consider Kyle Pitts tight end receiver mix hybrid whatever but um because mm-hmm. because I, I do think I do think Kyle Pitts is like the best non the best non like quarterback prospect in the draft but I just don't think you ever pass on a quarterback when when you have a when you've got a guy like I don't know Justin Fields who I, who I I feel like a lot most teams like um. You know, I, I just – I don't think you pass on a, a top-tier quarterback prospect. doesn't matter how good the, you know, the other player is just because – I mean, if you don't got a quarterback, nothing else matters. Like, you, I mean, you could have – you could have Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, but if Matt Ryan's not playing well, like, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's okay pick. Next pick is the Bengals. Shamar Chase, uh, I think it's a great pick, awesome pick. And my problem isn't with the pick. I think it's a great pick. I think Jamar Chase is going to end up being a great player. Year one, uh, automatically wide receiver one for the Bengals. I, my problem is, I said, I mean, like most people who had wanted Jamar Chase to go to Cincinnati, they're like, they can still get O-line later, it's fine. My problem is, I think they picked the wrong lineman. 
Yeah, uh, Jackson, <laughs> Jackson Carmen in the second. Like, I'm a Clemson fan. I watched Jackson Carmen. Uh, he has a lot of talent, but it's just like he is the epitome of inconsistency. The epitome. There's some plays where he looks like a fantastic, like, damn near all pro player. And then there's a, a lot of times where he's just like, what the hell are you doing? So I don't, that's just a very bad pick. I don't like that pick at all for Carmen. I'm hoping he could be, I can still think he could be solid. I mean, Tevin Jenkins was right there. I don't see how you pass up on him for yep. Carmen. So that was my issue. Hopefully the Bengals O-line uh, magically improves this season. Uh, hopefully Carmen can step in and be a good player so that uh, the Bengals can have an improved year and Burrow doesn't get himself, uh, doesn't get his knees blasted again. Yeah, I mean, I, I I love Jamar Chase, especially just like him pairing with Joe Burrow. Like, I, I think that's a perfect pick. But yeah, I mean, and again, it's, I, I'll, I'll just grading this pick alone, I'll give it an A because I think it's, you know, top five pick, you know, phenomenal receiver. Uh, yeah. was was you know, was you know, one one uh, I forgot what the award's called, but won the the re- best receiver in college. Um. Yeah, they just I mean you've got you've you've gotta have he I mean Joe Burrow just like destroyed his knee, like tore his ACL, like you and I mean, I don't they didn't do really do much at offensive line. Like they drafted Carmen who I I did not I mean he was he was all right, but like I don't think he yeah, was like worth just, taking there. Um and then they they didn't do anything else at the offensive line. So I mean did their their offensive line was terrible. Like they were getting Joe Burrow killed every game. Um like if you remember watching the Steelers game when Joe Burrow was playing, he was just oh, man. He was running for his life. I mean, just I don't know how he he played well in that game, but he was just getting killed. Um, and I, I mean, I, as much as I like Jamar Chase, I just still think you need to protect your quarterback first, especially when they're coming off an injury. Yeah, I mean, if they had just picked the right linemen, we wouldn't be talking about this. But they, I don't think they did. But hopefully, it works out for them. Uh, what's the next pick? Which is the? It's pretty sure it's the Dolphins. Uh, yeah. Dolphins taking yeah, yeah. Waddle. Waddle. Oh, great pick. The Dolphins needed wide receiver anywhere they can get it. Um, I would have been happy with uh, Waddle or Smith. I think they're both great players. But uh, yeah, this is a good pick. Waddle was a fantastic receiver. I'd say arguably the arguably the best wide receiver, even though I had Jamar Chase and Jamel at number one. But uh, yeah, a very fast player, a great route runner. Um, explosive player, uh, very smart player. It's a great pick. Um, gets two of the uh, media help he needs. Um, they, their O line is pretty solid already. Um, they're probably I think I've I forgot who at Miami drafted the later rounds. I'm gonna have to go back and look uh, at that. Yeah, I don't I don't remember exactly, but uh, yeah. All right, their O line is um, pretty solid at the moment. Though. Yeah, it, it, it was pre- it was pretty solid last year, so I don't think they need like too much work. Um. I'm going to give it an A plus. I mean, I just think the, I, I think Waddle's like just a, he's just a rare receiver. Cause I mean, a lot of receivers come out of the draft that are fast. I don't think very many, just his yak ability combined with like, just how much space and like, like, I don't know. He, he's literally like watching like a college version of Tyree kill. Um, I mean, like, Every single time he has the ball in his hand, he turns into like a like a dynamic like punt returner. Makes you know he like erases angles. He's um, he's just super elusive. He breaks like he's he's only 180 pounds, but he can break tackles. Um, 
I I just thought that's what Tua needed. Like, uh, like Tua had a bunch of like he had like Devonte Parker, like Preston Williams. I just think I never thought that was like the kind of player that Tua liked throwing to. So I thought yeah. more of like a speed guy that could separate it would fit him better. Like, cause that's what he had at Alabama. He had Jerry mm-hmm. Judy, Jalen Waddle, Henry. That's what like that's what he was used to throwing to. So I think that fits perfectly. Yeah. Um, get to the next pick, which is Lions, Panay Sewell, Oregon, uh, tackle guard, whatever you want to say. Uh, it's a great pick. Um, I was like pretty like I'm pretty sure that for our for our two mock drives, I had the Lions picking a different player each time. To me, it was just the Lions are like so bad at almost every position that whatever position they take, I'd be completely fine with it because they have all holes damn near every position. So yeah, it's just a great pick. They needed linemen. Their linemen aren't very good outside of Frank Ragnow. Um, yeah, I think Sewell will go in immediately and be a good, great player. I think give play. I yeah, I, a. I mean, I, w- I personally, I, I would have taken Fields here at seven, but I just, I yeah. mean, I, I, for whatever reason, they, they are, I mean, Goff is their guy right now, which is um, disgusting, by the way. Yeah, that, I don't know, I don't get it, but I mean, they traded for him, so I mean, they don't got a choice, but um, yeah, yeah, so I mean. With that said, they took. I think they took the best player that was available, and the Lions needed. I mean, they just need good players. Period. So I'll I'll give it an A. Yeah. So get to the next pick, which is the Panthers. They took cornerback J.C. Horn, South Carolina. Great pick. J.C. Horn was. I'd say he was the best press man corner in the draft. I don't. I still don't think he's necessarily the best corner, but I see why. Uh, yeah, Jason Horn easily the best press man corner in this draft. Um, very physical corner, um, solid speed, uh, very long, long wingspan. I'd say he looks pretty long, like a wingspan size. Um, yeah. Very willing and very willing and good form tackler. This is a great pick. Um, Carolina needed a DB help. Um, I'm not sure is Dante Jackson still on their team because he's yeah, like he, been... he, he's he's still he's still there. I think. Uh, he's just been had an up and down career. Like he's just yeah. like yeah, he had he had a good rookie season, but he I don't know he hasn't he's been like that good. Yeah, the potential is there. Jonathan Jackson just hasn't been consistent. Um, I like Pro, Pro, uh, Troy Pride coming out of last uh, draft, but he's he still needs to get his ratings down. He's more of a project player, but yeah, this immediately gives him secondary help. He's going to be automatically cornerback one there, uh, and he's going to get them some secondary help immediately. I think it's a great pick given an A. Yeah, um, I, I think I would have taken Patrick Sertan over Horn here, but um, yeah. I think in that division, uh, I think it makes sense just because you've got you've got a bunch of super physical receivers with like Mike Evans, Julio Jones, um, who am I missing? Michael Thomas, like you've got yeah. a bunch of super physical like possession receivers that just out like, you know, and I think J.C. Horn's the kind of cornerback that you need versus those guys. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I think it. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty like it was like a one, a b, depending on what you wanted in the corner. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it an A. Yeah. Get to the next pick, Bronco. Um, yeah, Denver Broncos. Patch uh, take Patrick Satan out of Alabama. He was picking a two. Great pick. Um, this is like an. I don't want to say odd, but I was surprised because the Broncos they had signed Cal Fuller, they had signed uh Darby, and they already had uh. They have a uh, Callahan, I think. Uh, yeah, so it was like I thought they were. I thought I don't want to say they were. I thought they were good at corner, but I didn't expect them to take another one. But I think this is a great pick. I think Sertan will start. 
Um, I'm not sure how the Broncos are going to uh, set up their cornerback room because, oddly enough, Fangio doesn't run a lot of uh, man. Uh, he doesn't really run a lot of man. He's more of a zone type of uh, coach, uh, mad zone cutting coach. Um, Sertain is solid in zone. He can handle himself, but I think where he makes his money is in uh, man coverage, a uh, press man. So Fangio probably just might have him do, you know, the Jalen Ramsey thing where he'll let him do his own thing and, you know, press up who he wants to. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a great pick. Um, immediately improves upon the Broncos secondary, gives immediate help. Um, definitely improves upon the defense that I thought who was solid last year. They definitely could have stand to have uh, what helped them if they had more offensive production. But I think now it makes it even better. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm going to give this pick a, a B just because um, I think Patrick Sertan's a great player. I just, man, their corner, their cornerback room is just like loaded. Like they have, they've got like yeah. four or five really good corners. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't think they needed to make this pick. Like, um, I don't know. I might've traded down or something, but um, yeah. maybe taking like an offensive lineman, but I mean, I mean, I mean, they're strengthening a strength, and yeah, I, I don't know. He's he's a good player, and I, I I won't I won't really get mad at a team for taking a really good player. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. It's not a bad pick. Um. To get to the next pick, which is the Eagles take uh, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Great pick. The Eagles need a wide receiver. Um. Outside of Raker and maybe Fulgham. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what type of player Fulgham is. But, yeah, they definitely needed a wide receiver to get some help for Jalen Hurts. So, yeah, I think this is a great pick. Devontae Smith is probably my wide receiver, probably my wide receiver three. Um, great speed, um, absolutely elite route runner. Um, and he's also really good at contested catches. Um, very Just a very smart player. Good player all around. Um, the size does not concern me at all. Because anybody who starts on special teams for four years in a row as a gunner is no wuss. He is willing and uh, ready to take hits if need be and deliver hits if need be. So I think it's a great pick. I think he'll be making immediate impact on and be Eagles wide receiver one day one. Yeah, um, I thought this was like a great fit just because um, they, they needed a, a guy that could step in right away. Um, I don't think they're very good at like developing people. So um, yeah, I think I think this was perfect. Yeah. Um, get to the next pick, which is the Bears traded up. Uh, they traded with uh, the Giants, trade up for Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback. This might be I, uh, this is probably my favorite pick of the first round. Um, the Bears, man, Ryan Pace. I don't even like the, the Bears. First of all, the Bears might have my favorite draft overall. They did a fantastic job, I think, in all all rounds. But Ryan Pace really made up for the Richard Trubisky pick in a big way. Um, the Bears fans they were really depressed <laughs> right around the draft because they thought they're just gonna roll. They're gonna roll with uh, Dalton and see what happens in the next draft. But Ryan Pace put all his cards on the table to trade it up for Fields. Fantastic pick. Uh, I think Fields is a great player. Um, first of all, Chicago offense, you already have, I think Anthony Miller, he's has, he's been struggling a lot for his whole year career, but I think with a yeah. quarterback like Fields, he can uh, have a resurgence. Uh, I think Darnold Mooney is a great player, a uh, very underrated. I think he's going to have an even better year than this rookie year. Al Robinson, you know what type of player he is. He's a great player. And this pick might just persuade him to resign with Chicago because, you know, he was getting pretty tired of Trubisky yep. anyways, but, uh, 
Yeah, this is a fantastic pick. Um, even uh, what was it second round? I think they traded up again for Tevin Jenkins, even uh, better. Yeah. So yeah, I love this pick. I think it's a fantastic pick. Um, hopefully it hits. I do think it hit. It'll hit, especially if Field sits for a year, because I already think he. I think he's both second, like enough already to be right behind Lawrence. But if he sits for a year, I think he'll yeah. be even better than we expect in year two. Um, I just think like based on like value, like I, I know they traded a, like a first and some picks, but just based on value and like where they got him, I think this is like the best pick in the draft. Absolutely. Um, and especially for Chicago, like, I mean, dude, they're, I mean, they were the team that went after Russell Wilson. They were, um, you know, and they, I mean, they ended up with Andy Dalton. So, I mean, they, they were the team that I, I thought really, really needed more than like any other team to like aggressively get a quarterback just because, I mean, they're, I mean, they, they were trying to do it off like Mitchell Trubisky and like Khalil Mack in the defense, and that just wasn't working. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, I mean, they, they 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 haven't had a franchise QB like ever. Like, I mean, their best quarterback is like Jay Cutler. So, um, yeah, I think as long as they they do it like smartly, don't rush it, don't, you know, just like play to his strength. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. Yeah. So we get to the next pick, which is Dallas, pick 12, I think. Uh, Michael Parsons, Penn State linebacker. Um, I don't really like this pick all that much. I don't think it's like a terrible pick. The value is just not there for me. Um, honestly, here, I would have rather take you taking JOK, maybe even Jamin, honestly. Um, like Michael Parsons, I think he's very talented extremely talented probably the most talented linebacker in the class but he's just extremely inexperienced um very much a project player and it'll be a while and i feel like dallas is panicking because uh jandler smith just hasn't been very good since his uh one breakout year uh lane brander just can't stay healthy at all and even when he on even when he's on the field he's very inconsistent i feel like jerry jones is scrambling to you know find a linebacker replacement but I mean, throwing Michael Parsons into the fire is not the way to go. Uh, trust me, because if you do not have a surefire way plan, you're just gonna you're gonna ruin the kid and you're gonna ruin your own team. So it's like this is a very risky pick. Um, the value is just not very good. But I hope it works out for Parsons and uh, not. I don't hope it works out with Dallas, but I hope Parsons figures it out. Hopefully, yeah. Um... I, I go back and forth with this just because I, I don't know who else they would have taken at 12. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, they kind of got unlucky with the two corners going right before them. Um, yeah. I mean, I th- what I'll say is they had the worst run defense, like, of all time. And I do think, like, day one, even if he's not a full-time starter, he'll, he'll help their run defense just because he's such a great tackler and he's got athleticism. But he, he basically didn't play in coverage. Like, at Penn State, he was either – I mean, they basically said you're either going to be a pass rusher or you're going to run around and, like, make tackles. So he's he's got no experience in coverage, and he's, like, he, I don't know. I, I don't think a linebacker was their biggest need. You know, their, their corners are still bad. Their safeties are still bad. Their defensive line is still not that great. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's a good player, so I'll, I'll give it, like, a B, but I, just, I thought it was kind of a weird fit for them. Yeah, I agree. So we get to the next pick, uh, which is the oh Chargers. Chargers, um, Rashawn Slater, Northwestern. I think it's a great pick. Um, Chargers need offensive line help. 
I think Herbert might have been one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the last uh, last season. I might have to recheck that stat. I heard somebody mention it on Twitter. But I mean, even when you watch Chargers game, it was evident. Justin Herbert was running for his life a lot, but that talent, um, that talent got him out of a lot of hairy situations. So they definitely need to show up off the offensive line, protect the QB. I think Rashawn Slater is a great player. Um, I don't really care where you're playing. You could either be a guard or be a tackle or be a both if need be, playing wherever you want. I think he'll be a great player regardless. Uh, gives uh, the Chargers immediate offensive line help, and I'm not sure what else they got in their draft later on. I keep I forgot. I'm going to go back and look, but yeah, I think it's a great pick. Oh, they got a they got a Sante Samuel in the second round. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, that's good. That's a good pick. Um, I think this is probably the one pick they like. This was the pick they were probably hoping would fall to 13 because I don't think they ever thought Sewell would get here to 13. Yeah. Um, I think in most scenarios, Slater wasn't even getting here. So I think that, I mean, they're probably super happy. Um, I mean, that's the number one thing they needed was, you know, Herbert needed some offensive line. I think they, they signed someone too, didn't they, in free agency? They uh, might have. I, I think they I did. But yeah, they, they needed, they, that was the definitely, you know, I feel like when you get a rookie quarterback, I mean that that's your number one priority first before you do anything is just making sure your offensive line is good. Um, so yeah, I think it's an A plus pick. Yeah. So we we'll get to the next pick, which is the Jets. Did they did they trade up for this pick? I'm pretty sure they did. I can't. Yeah, they, they did trade up. Yeah, so they traded up. I forgot what team they traded up with, but uh, trade up for this pick, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, guard or tackle out of uh, USC. I think it's a pretty good pick. Um, so you already have Mackay back in there. I think he's a very solid player. Um, I'm not sure who else on the Jets O-line, but I'm pretty sure all the other players are not that very good. Uh, if if not, then bad. But yeah, I think it's a very good pick. Uh, very um, smart pick. You get a guy that can play two, two different positions, so you want to try him out, see what he's good at. If he's good at guard, then good, because the Jets could use a good, a good, a great guard. He's going to tackle them good because the Jets could use a great, another great uh, tackler next to Beckton. So this gives Zach Wilson the uh, protection he very needs. I think having Beckton and Elijah Fair Tucker as day one starters is very good for Wilson. Hopefully they can find some other guys. Uh, I'm not sure who. Uh, I think they may be able to draft the other alignment later. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think this is a good pick. Um, it's going to give you a QB immediate help. Uh, great pick. Yeah, I mean, I think especially just because they just drafted a franchise quarterback, like this is I yeah. mean, you, you, you like I just said before, you gotta protect your guy. Um, I I do think they traded a little much, you know. Uh, I forgot they were like at twenty three. Yeah, I think they traded like a two and a three to move up, which is to me that's a, like kind of a lot of capital. But mm-hmm. I mean, he, I mean, I I liked I I think he's the best guard in the draft. Him next to Beckton is just I mean they've got a phenomenal left side. Um. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give it an A minus just because I didn't like how much they traded. But I mean, great player, and, and they needed offensive line. Yeah. So we get to the next pick, which is Mac Jones, uh, England. I'm indifferent on this pick. Um, I've very well known that I'm not a big Mac Jones fan. I'm still not. But that was until he went to the New England. Now, if it's anybody that can make uh, a very low. Uh, I don't want to say a little physically gifted, but like a very low, lowly touted quarterback work. It's Bill Belichick and the Patriots that 
So because of that, I'm going to say this pick is around a C for me in the sense of I don't think it's very good value, but I think if it works out, it'll probably end up working out in a big way because that's just how the Patriots are. Um, they'll they'll just make the players that you least expected. They'll, they'll turn them either into stars or just great players that you'll never know. But, yeah, I think it's, it's an okay pick. Um, hopefully it works out for Mac Jones. I'm hoping Mac Jones can prove, all, prove us all wrong and become a great quarterback. Yeah, this uh, – I, I, I give it like a B-. minus. Um, obviously, I think here at 15 is way better than taking him top five. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, I think New England's the, the type of team that knows how to develop a quarterback. I, I just don't like his upside. Um, yeah. I, I said I thought he was like – he's kind of like a Kirk Cousins-ish. You know, obviously Kirk Cousins has some like – like, I don't know, like person personality questions that uh, like he's not like a, he's, he, he's just not a guy that can lead a franchise. And I think Mac Jones has more like leadership qualities, but uh-huh. just from their like ability as a quarterback, I, 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 I mean, I think it's a, a solid pick, but not. I mean, if, yeah. if he turns out and he's a good quarterback, it's an A pick. So, I mean, I, I don't hate taking a quarterback, especially when you when you need one. Yeah. So we get to the next pick, which is the Cardinals. They took Zayvon Collins, linebacker at Tulsa. Um, I did not like this pick when it first happened. Um, I'm still skeptical about it, but I see what Steve Keem is thinking. So I'm, what I'm thinking is he wants Zayvon to be the Mike, and he wants Isaiah Simmons, I guess, to be the free roamer where he roams around and kind of does – a freelancer, I mean, kind of roams around and does a lot of things differently. So I, I, I get the pick, but it's just extremely risky to me. Um, Because you have to bet on that you can get uh, Collins and Simmons to work in this defense and do it at in a way that you maximize both these players' talents and what they are best at. Because if they do, this defense will be one of the best defenses in the league in like two years' time. Because that's just the type of that's just type of just talent that Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons has. But if it doesn't work out, it's going to look very bad in Steve King's uh, part for taking linebackers what was it in the top uh, 15 and back-to-back years but yeah. yeah not a bad pick I think it's overall solid pick but it'll look bad if he doesn't hit yeah this this is um I don't know I just I don't get it with the Cardinals because they did this um who, who I forgot who else they, they they drafted somebody like a couple years ago uh they did this with Hassan Reddick where they moved him yeah they moved. They moved him from defensive end to linebacker, then from linebacker to like outside linebacker. Then they tried to move him back, and then they moved him to like I don't know. They're, I just feel like they're, they're they don't know how to utilize linebackers well, and they they I don't know. They didn't do it well with Isaiah Simmons. Um, may, maybe they maybe they have a new defense and like it works out better because I I really like Zayvon Collins and um. Like like him and Isaiah Simmons like ideally would be a, would be an amazing like like pairing because they're both yeah. so different you know Isaiah Simmons is like elite in coverage Stephen Collins is like more of a physical downhill player um yeah. they're both really versatile I I just don't know if they they just haven't worked out like with those kind of players so it scares me because it, it didn't work out but um I mean I I think he, he was worth taking at sixteen I just don't I don't know if it's gonna I don't like the team he went to. That's the only problem. 
Yeah, uh, me neither. So get to the next pick, which is uh, the Raiders. Um, Alex Leatherwood, Alabama. This might be my least favorite pick in the first round. Um, I think this is got awful value. First off, uh, I think Alex Leatherwood would have been there in the third round, honestly. Um, yeah, I, this is got awful value to me. Um, this might be Mayock's worst pick out of all the ones he's done so far. Because I feel like he's been getting worse at this first round type stuff. Because first you take Clean Clean the Farrell in the fourth in the first round when he's like supposed to be a second round pick. Then you take Damon Arnett in the first round when he's supposed to be like a third round pick. Then you take Leatherwood, who's a, a third round pick as well. So I think he's just so obsessed with like these low ceiling and like uh high floor guys. I don't really get it. I think Leatherwood's okay, but that guy's that guy's like his, his main. Uh, that's what he does is just run blocking. That's what he does. His pass blocking is you know, average at best, if not good at all. So it's like, I don't like that pick at all. I don't think I'll ever like that pick at all, unless Leatherwood out of nowhere becomes a great pass blocker and a great run blocker. But yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't. I'll give that one like a, a D, honestly. Um. All right, so, so did you did you hear the stuff that Mike Mayock said after the draft? He was like, um, basically, he's like he 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 knew the le- he knew the fans in the league were going to give him backlash for the pick. He knew he people were going to think it was a reach, but yeah, uh, if you if you know the whole league thinks he's like a second or third rounder, like why don't like why don't you just take him in the second round or why don't you That's trade what him? That's I'm after, saying. You know, because it's okay if, if if he's really your guy and he, he's the guy you want to draft as a left tackle, that's fine. But, like, you had a second-round pick, you had a third-round pick. I mean, if you really wanted him, you could have traded up from your second-round pick or something. Um, I mean, yeah, like, like everybody, everybody – I mean, there was not a single person that was ever going to take him in the first round besides not the Raiders. Not a single so. person. I mean, even in the second round, like, you could have easily got him there. So, um. I don't know. They they always and it's, it, the thing is they like they deserve the the like criticism because they do it every year. Like it's not it's not like like if Cleveland Farrell was like a Pro Bowler and you're like oh he we they we reach one time and it panned out, but like they do this every year and it never works out. So yeah, and it's just like if you know he's gonna fall, what the hell's the point of taking him that early? You're gonna get him when you want to. I mean, That's just true. let him fall. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. we'll get to the next pick. Um, Jalen. Next pick is Jalen Phillips to the Dolphins. Uh, out of Miami, this is a great pick. Um, the Dolphins' defensive ends. I have no idea who their names are, but they run the same system. They run a similar system as uh, New England, where it's like their pass versions aren't very like that impactful, but they're really good, great run stoppers, and they're solid in the pass. Solid at pass rush, but this completely changes the game. Because Jalen Phillips is great at both. He's a fantastic pass rusher, and he is a TFL monster in the run game. He is one – I think he's the best defensive end in just pure run support in this draft. Um, very physical, big defensive end. I love this pick. I think this immediately upgrades the Miami defense by a lot because their secondary is already fantastic, but they're really improved upon their defensive line. This is a, this is a great pick, and I think Jalen Phillips will have – I think he could have up to an eight-sack season, maybe even more up this upcoming year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just really – I really like what the Dolphins are doing just in general as a team. 
Um, yeah, Jalen Phillips was probably the best edge rusher in the class. If you like, ignore the like, uh, I don't even know what the health concerns were, but I know I know he had some. It was um, five concussions at UCLA. That was a that was a concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that I mean that's really what the the Dolphins had. They had one of the best secondaries last year already. They they just needed you know like, you know I, I mocked them a linebacker a couple times and an edge rusher. That I mean. And if you get the best edge rusher to fall, I mean, arguably the best receiver, like, you could have potentially, like, an offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, you know, things yeah. if things work out well. Um, so, yeah, I, I love this pick. I thought it was great value. Yeah. Um, get to the next pick, which is – oh, we'll skip that pick. We already reviewed John Mean Davis anyway. Yeah, we, we already covered it, yeah. Um, get to the next pick, which is the Giants, Kadarius Tony. Um I think this is a good pick. A lot of people ragged on this pick because a lot of people think that Kadarius Tony is just a slot receiver. I think he's more than that. I think he can do – I don't want to say – because, you know, Cooper Cup operates out the slot a lot, but he's not really just a slot receiver, you know. So it's like I think that's what Tony is. He, he, yeah, he'll probably end up operating out of the slot a lot, but he can do a lot more than just being a slot. I think he's a fantastic route runner, uh, very good hands, um, fast player, a very dynamic – I think this is a good pick. I don't think this is a bad pick at all. I think the Giants' offense is mostly improved. Uh, the O line is pretty much solid at best. Uh, the wide receiver room is greatly improved. Uh, Evan Ingram is still not a very good player, but I mean, I, I think this is a fantastic pick. I think Tony will be a play. I think Tony will definitely be a day one starter. I think he might end up being wide receiver one for the Giants, honestly. Yeah. Um, initially, I didn't like the the pick just because um, I don't know. Well, the thing. Okay, so I, I I like Tony as a player a lot. Um, I wanted him, you know, on Washington. Um, I just I don't know. I thought twenty was probably too high. Like, I thought if you were gonna take a receiver, I would have taken Bateman. Um, but. And I was I was thinking about this the other day. All the receive and all the receivers are injury prone. You know, uh, Kenny Galladay is just coming off an injury. Uh, Sterling Shepard has tons of concussion problems, and even uh, even Slayton is like banged up. Um, so I, I, initially, I was I didn't think that initially I didn't think they needed a receiver, and I was kind of hating on the pick. But um, I, I think it makes sense. They need you know it helps Daniel Jones out a little bit. Um, and I, I just think his talent, like, no matter where he goes, if you, if you can just get him the ball, like, five to ten times a game, he's going to help your offense. Absolutely. Um, get to the next pick. Uh, Quiddy Pay to the Colts. Quiddy Pay to the Colts out of Michigan. This is a great pick. Um, I think it was underrated because I think I, I might have mentioned it in our second mock draft special where I thought that the Colts – I don't think – I might have mocked – I don't know if it was Quiddy Pay. I had mocked an edge rush to my second mock draft. I forgot who I meant to go back and check on that. But, yeah, I think it was an underlying issue that the Colts as rushers really weren't that great. I thought they could greatly improve upon it. And this is a fantastic pick. Um, Quay Pay, I think he's a very good player. Um, uh, I don't want to say developmental, but he, he has a little bit of ways to go. But he has some of the best potential, if not the best potential in this draft to end up to end up like an all-pro player type of guy because that's just the type of traits he has. Um, very explosive. Uh, his bend is ridiculous. A very physical player, big player. So I'm saying this is a great pick. 
Um, he'll definitely be a day one starter. If he develops right, he's going to end up being like a 15, like 12 sack guy yearly, uh, all pro player type guy. So this is a fantastic pick for the Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, I, I really like this value. I thought, um, you know, I thought he could have gone as high as like, I don't know, I thought he could have gone like 10, 11 to like Dallas, New York, you know, teams that really, I thought he could have been the first edge rusher taken. So, um, yeah, and I mean, the Colts are a good team. Like they, I mean, they don't have too many holes. They, uh, they lost Justin Houston, so they needed a guy to replace him. Uh, yeah, I just think it's, a, I think it's a great pick. You know, he's, I, I don't think he's, as pro ready as like uh, Jalen Phillips or something, but I mean, yeah, I, I think he's going to come in and contribute on that defense. Yeah. So we get to the next pick, which is Tennessee. They took Caleb Farley, uh, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Uh, this is a great pick. Um, I, I, I had a feeling like I just knew the Titans were going to take Farley here. I just had a feeling number one off. It's just a scheme fit. They play a lot of off zone. Um, this is a fantastic scheme fit, Caleb Farley. Uh, he really just fell because of draft concerns. I mean, not uh, draft concerns, injury concerns. So hopefully on that front, he'll be ready to go and he'll be completely healthy by the time it's week one. I think this is a fantastic pick. Caleb Farley has all the traits in the world. Uh, hip flexibility, like I stressed before. Uh, speed is ridiculous. He mirrors wide receivers. Uh, he just mirrors wide receiver routes fantastically. I think he has a lot of potential to be a great press man coverage corner. He just has to gain the confidence to be the type of corner and uh, the technique. Um, this is a fantastic pick. Hopefully it works out. Um, it's, it's I don't want to say it's risky, but if he doesn't work out, it won't look good on the Titans, but if he does, it'll look fantastic on them and they'll have a all pro type corner back. And if he reaches the potential, he'll be the best corner in this class, hands down, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, great, great pick. Um, he, he was he was the most athletic corner in this whole class. You know, he was definitely um, – obviously, the injuries, he, he couldn't test. But I I'm, I would imagine he's like a 4-3 guy. Um, yeah, I, I thought if he wasn't injured, he could, would have been in that discussion with all – with uh, Horn and uh, Sertan for just, you know, could have been like – I mean, I, I feel like if it wasn't for the heart things, I feel like Dallas would have taken him. Yeah. Um, My, my, my only thing with the Titans is – they didn't draft a receiver in the whole in the whole entire draft. They've yeah, got AJ was... Brown and they've got they've they've got nobody else. So I mean bad idea. They're I, gonna I... feed AJ Brown like two hundred targets, but I mean I, I guess I guess I mean it's a good pick because it helps their defense, but I mean you you lost I mean you lost like fifteen hundred yards receiving from Johnny Smith and uh, Corey Davis and you just you you placed them with like nobody. So yeah, that was a bad idea on their part in later rounds. Uh, get the next pick, which is the Vikings. They take Christian Derisaw, tackle out of Virginia Tech. Great, yeah, great pick, great pick. Um, I think what was it? Riley Reef was their previous tackle. He had signed with the Bengals. I'm pretty sure. So, and he wasn't that. He was like a solid at best type of tackle. This is a fantastic pick. Darisaw was actually my second favorite tackle in the class behind Sewell. I think he's that type of talent. Um, he has a lot to improve on, but I think uh, I think if he reaches the potential, he'll be a great player. Um, this is a fantastic pick for Vikings. They've had a lot of problems 
in pass protection mostly. They're very good run. Most of their linemen are really great at run blocking, but they really struggle in pass pro. So I think this is Gibbs and Meany improvement. Uh, Darisaw isn't the best at pass pro, but his potential to be a great, uh, his potential is will help him reach being able to be a great pass pro. I think he's already a best pass, pass protector than most of the Vikings linemen already. So I think this is a great pick. Um, he'll definitely be a day one starter, and he'll be able to be contribute right away. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna give this an A plus just because, uh, like, I think they would have. I think they would. This is the guy they would have taken him. They would have taken at 14. Like, if they would have stayed at 14, uh, with the offensive lineman, they were. I think this is the guy that they would have taken anyways. Yeah. Um, and so you know, being able to trade, what did they trade? They traded down almost 10 spots and still got him. Um, yeah. I thought he was like I, I just I don't get how the Raiders didn't take him at 17. Like, um, yeah, I I I just I think he's a great offensive tackle prospect, and I mean the Vikings that's what the Vikings that's all they needed really offensive line help and maybe another quarterback. But yeah, <laughs> um, get to the next pick, which is Steelers. This pick we all expected, Najee Harris, um, Alabama. I think it's a solid pick. Uh, Nachi's fantastic player. Reminds me, I think he's a better version of Le'Veon. Uh, he's a better version of Le'Veon. He's more physical than uh, Le'Veon. Uh, similar run style, uh, faster than Le'Veon. I think he's actually just as good as a pass catcher, if not better than Le'Veon. But uh, my problem isn't with the pick. It's my problem is that their offensive lines is even worse than last year. Um, they lost Villanueva. Uh, I don't even. I'm not sure what lineman. I'm not even sure if they even pick lineman in the later rounds. Uh. I have to go back and check on that, but your lineman got in it because they they took they took a uh, me. Yeah, your lineman. You took all these like offensive guys, but you you still have no line, even worse line than last season. So it's like it's not a bad pick at all, but you didn't you didn't do the work to ensure that the pick will succeed early on. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you you can't crutch rookies like that. So hopefully Steelers line is better than I expect, but yeah. You gotta you gotta do something about that O line. Yeah. Uh I mean I mean I feel like this was besides Trevor Lawrence, everybody knew this was gonna happen. Um I think it's a good I think it's a good pick just because I think Najee Harris is such a good running back. And I think he's he's kind of the type of running back that could like that I think could do well behind like a not great offensive line. Yeah. But I still would have taken an offensive lineman because I mean yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't get why teams. The team teams will have like a really good like set of weapons, and they just like kind like I don't know. Teams will ignore offensive line, and then the, their quarterback will get sacked like fifty times in a year, and then they will wonder why their offense wasn't good. Um, yeah. Yeah, their 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 offensive line is like it was bad last year, and they lost their best offensive line, and so kind kind of yeah. I think it's I don't know it's it's weird taking a running back over like a left tackle but they uh, I don't know they they thought running I don't know they had the worst rushing attack in the league so I, I kind of get it yeah um guess the next pick which is Jacksonville they took Travis Etienne running back out of Clemson I think this is an okay pick my problem is the value so you already have uh well this is my like I don't want to say my problem because I think. ETNs. I still think ETNs a better player than Robinson and Carlos Hyde. But my problem is, you already have two like solid guys running back. I feel like you could have waited until even like the second round and 
and I don't want to say second round, but you could have. I, I think ETN they, would have they, felt they had uh, they had they had the first pick in the second round, right? Yeah. I, I think, but I think there was like a, I don't know, like an eighty percent chance he would have been there. Yeah, I I, feel, I think ETN because a lot of the running backs fell. I mean, I think Javante Williams was like the earliest running back took. That was like the second round. But yeah. like besides yeah. him, the running backs really fell far. So I think ETN might have lasted, um, even to the third round. I don't think it's a good value, but I think ETN's a great player, fantastic running back. I think he's the best running back in the class. Um, I think he'll be a media contributor right away. I don't know what Urban Meyer is talking about with the third down back nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. You know you're gonna give him the most snaps because I still I still think he's the best running back on the team already. So I think it was an okay pick. The value upsets me because the value is not very good, but I think it went up being a good player, anyways. Yeah. Um I'll I'll just say from like a as like a guy that watches the NFL, I think this will be really like exciting having Trevor Lawrence and ETN yeah. uh, on the same team. Uh, but I just, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it's Urban Meyer's first year. It's Trevor Lawrence's first year. I don't think he's like running to me, taking a running back in the first round is like, it's icing on the cake. Like if, if yeah. you're a, uh, you know, because generally, if, if you're picking like 25th, generally playoff team already, you've already got a team, and you just take it back just because it. I mean, they contribute way. Um, yeah. But for the Jags, I mean, they're. I mean, they're not going to be like Super Bowl contender years. So, um, I would have waited, but I mean, I like. I I thought ETN was like a great running back. So. Yeah, so we'll get to the next pick, which is. Cleveland took Greg Newsom, corner out of Northwestern. This pick surprised me. I thought that the Browns would definitely I thought the Browns were for sure going JOK here. Um, but I still think it's a good pick. Uh, I think Greg Newsom is a great corner. Um, I think he has the potential to be a good pressman corner in the league, maybe, maybe or an off-zone coverage corner, depending on what the Browns want to do with him. I think this is a good pick. Um I th- I'm guessing my lo- the, lo- the logic the Browns had is that Greedy Williams hasn't been that reliable. He's been injured a lot, and they think this Newsom guy has potential, um, a lot more potential than him. Um, and maybe if Greedy ends up being a good player, they can put him in the slot or put Newsom in the slot regardless of whoever they want to do with it. I think it's a good pick. I think you add a lot more talent and depth to the Browns secondary. Uh, just cornerback room specifically, I thought their depth was a little bit suspect outside of those two guys, uh, Williams and Denzel Ward. So, yeah, I think this is a good pick. Uh, I think Newsom will end up being – I think he'll be solid this year. He has a little bit of development to go through. But I think by 2022, he could be a really good player in that Brown secondary. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, yeah, this is kind of like my thing with the Broncos. I, like, I think Greg uh, Greg Newsom's a great player. I just didn't think it was, a, you know, like a top need. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean they've they've got a really good secondary already, uh, and they added uh, they added a couple guys from them. Um, so yeah, this this is pro- this probably means Greedy will either he's going to be competing with Greg Newsom. So, um, there I mean their secondary is loaded, and uh, Greg Newsom's a phenomenal cornerback. I just didn't think it was, you know, I mean I mean I can't hate on the draft because they they got JOK at, at fifty two, they got Greg Newsom like they're just taking great players, but um. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would have taken someone a little different here, but uh, I mean, I thought Greg Newsom was the third or fourth best corner, and you know, make, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, get to the next pick, which is okay. It's Baltimore. They took Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. This is a fantastic pick. Uh, I gave this one an A plus easily. They need wide receiver help. It's just that simple. Um, and I think they took I think they took one of the best wide receivers available. I think they took the best wide receiver available at this pick by far. Um, I think Bateman should have been picked a little bit earlier than this. Uh, honestly, Bateman, the Giants should have taken Bateman in my opinion, but I still think Tony will be end up being a good player. But uh, yeah, it's a fantastic pick. It gives Lamar an immediate wide receiver one. Uh, Rashad Bateman is just a fantastic player all around. He does everything you want to do. He's great at contested catches. He has very good hands. Um, a very fast player as well. Uh, fantastic route winner. A very smart player. I think he he just he basically he does everything at a high level. Um, he's just a great player. Um, Lamar is gonna love him in Baltimore. I love this pick a lot. Fantastic pick. Yeah. Uh, I said Justin Fields was my favorite pick. This is probably my fit, second favorite pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know how much I, I love Rashad Bateman. I thought. I mean, I didn't think the gap between him and the top three guys was that much. I mean, he he does literally everything. He's he's got speed. He's, I mean, honestly, he's probably more of a number one than even the top three guys. Like Smith and Waddle have their like size concerns. Jamar Chase hasn't played in a year, and and I don't I don't think he's as good of a route runner as Bateman. Um, I I think he he was probably like the perfect fit for uh Baltimore just because. They needed a go-to, like, number one receiver that they could give, like, 100-plus targets. And I think more than, like, anybody in the draft, like, that's what Rashad Bateman was. Yeah, I agree. So, we get to the next pick, um, which is New Orleans. They took Peyton Turner, defensive end out of Houston. This is just, like, this is – it's on level with the Alex Leatherwood pick. It might be even slightly worse, honestly. I just – this pick makes absolutely no sense to me at all. I mean, if you're going to take a defensive end here, you could have took OA. You could have took somebody with, a, like, a lot more potential, yep. a lot more talented. Like, I see, like, what they're trying to do because, like, they uh, – I guess Peyton Turner reminds them of Cam Jordan, but it's just like, dude, you could have got this guy in the third round. That's just bad value right there. Um, hopefully Peyton Turner can prove him right, end up being a great player, but this is just a bad value pick, a, a bad – just not a very good pick, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Uh, the, the, uh, here's my thing is, uh, like, I, I always say, like, if you have a guy that you think is going to be really good, I mean, like, you shouldn't wait. But if the whole uh, – I, I say that with, like, I don't know. Like, it, let, let's say let's say you're picking 19th and you don't think a guy is going to fall to, like, 52, right? Like, it makes sense taking him. But – yeah. If you've got a guy that's like the league thinks is like a fourth rounder, like I mean, there's there's no need to take him at uh what is it, 27, 28. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You, that, that's just bad value at that point. You're taking guys that you could have had around later. And uh yeah, I mean it's probably uh it might yeah. be the worst pick in this first round. Yeah, just not yeah. wasn't a good pick. So we get to these two. Buffalo had two straight. I think they had, Buffalo traded up again, didn't they? At their first one, pretty uh, sure they let me did. See. Uh, who went? Uh, New Orleans is twenty. Who went after I'm pretty Turner? sure Buffalo. It was Stokes. Stokes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Stokes, and then Rousseau. Buffalo had two. I guess they traded up again. I, I completely forgot. 
But uh, I'll talk about them both anyways. Uh, so Stokes and Rousseau, these are fantastic picks. I said for so many uh, – for both of our mock draft specials, I think the two positions Buffalo could improve at most was – uh, in the secondary and at a defensive end, and they did uh, address both positions. Uh, I think Rousseau was a great, great, great prospect. He is immensely talented, um, uh, a little, a slightly uh, solidly productive, solid, uh, productive player in college. This is, uh, I don't want to say project player, but, you know, you got to develop him. But if you develop him right, he'll be a fantastic player. I love this pick a lot. Um, it gives an immediate help at uh, the defensive end. And then Eric Stokes, uh, who is one of the top press man cover, uh, top press man corners in this draft. Um, he's a fantastic player, physically gifted, uh, very physical in the run game, very willing and fit, a hard hitter in the run game as a tack, uh, tackler. I love Eric Stokes. This is also a fantastic pick because outside of uh, Tredavious White, who's a fantastic cover corner, I think I, I was concerned about the Browns' corners a lot. Um, because it was mostly just like random guys that you just never really heard of. Yeah. But I think you add in Stokes and other boundary, it's automatically makes the Buffalo an even harder team to score on. Because you got handled Tredavious White and Eric Stokes, man. That is difficult. So I love both these picks. I'll give them both an A. Yeah. Uh I, I can't I mean, I feel like I mean, I, I gotta look, but I, I feel like these were the best, best corner and best edge rusher on the board. Uh, I think besides like Aziz, who had all the like injury problems, and like uh, you know, besides them, I feel like they took the best defensive end corner that was still on the board. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, at this point, both of these players are like raw, like, and they need some development. But I still feel like they're talented enough that he, they could. I feel like they could come in day one and still make an impact. Like, uh, I, I don't even know who, who are. I don't know who the Bills' edge rushers are, but I don't. I don't. I can't there think are, of anyone right damn now. Damn near unknown. Like, oh, they're, it they're, is. They're, they don't have very many. I don't think. Uh, I forgot his name. They uh, used to have Trent Murphy, right? And then they had. Uh, he might still be there, honestly. Jerry Hughes. That's yeah, the name I, I was know. trying to blanking on. Jerry Hughes. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's like he's okay at solid, best, actually. Uh, yeah. But he's um, getting a little on the older side, so yeah, I think yeah, it's a good I, pick. I I still feel like both these players start. Um. And yeah, their de- their defense was what was stopping them from getting to a Super Bowl. And I mean, th- these are I mean, a a a picks at the bottom yeah. of the first. So we get to the second to last pick, which is Baltimore. Uh, this is their second first round pick that they traded with Casey for uh, earlier in like the week. Um, Jason Owe, uh, the uh, defensive end out of Penn State, I think it's a solid pick. Uh, this is definitely a project type player. Um, he had zero sacks coming out of college. But when you watch his tape, you're like, this guy can be something, but we're going to have to work on it. So I'm not mad at this pick at all. Um, the value is not great, but I understand the pick, and I I, I, I agree with the pick. Um, so I think it's a good pick. I don't think he definitely won't play right away. I think he's the type of guy that you sit on the bench for the first couple of weeks, let him watch stuff, and then you insert him into games and then see what he's doing. And then maybe late season on, he starts catching a little bit. But I think – 2022 after a big after a long offseason I think that's where you'll see what type of player he can be so I like the pick I think it's definitely developmental but if it works out he'll be a fantastic player yeah um I, I'll, I'll give it a B because I think after receiver I mean Ed Rusher was their biggest was their biggest like need um he's just super like 
like it's like the most boomer bust pick in this draft because he, I mean, he literally had zero sacks in college, but he's he he might be like more athletic than like Montez Sweat. Like he ran like a four three, like five, like at like six five. Like he's just a he's one of the best athletes like ever at like defensive end. But I mean, he only played a little bit at Penn State. Um, he doesn't he doesn't really have like a plan of how to like pass rush. He's just I mean, he's just like it's crazy to see athletes that are that fast. Like a six-five guy running a four-three is just like nuts. But um, and I think the Ravens have a good coaching staff. Yeah, that they are gonna know how to develop him. But it's just you don't know how these things could work. Like it's just he he could be a guy that never plays and like never starts, or he could be this like next Pro Bowl defensive end. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to the last pick of the first round here. The Bucks at pick 32. They took Joe Triumph defensive end out of Washington. Um, I don't – this is a solid pick, I guess. Um, Buccaneers have the exact same Super roster back. Everybody is back. So they could have took whoever they wanted. I couldn't be mad at it because it doesn't really matter. So they took a defensive end because uh, I guess Pierre Paul's a little bit on the older side. I think he's like around the 30s, maybe mid, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. So watching Joe Triumph, I could see why they picked him. Um I think there's nothing more dangerous than having a guy like Jason Pierre-Paul tutor, uh, mentor a guy like Joe Tryon because he has all the tools. He's a very big defensive end, like 6'5". He's bulked up, uh, very explosive, uh, has decent bend, um, solid in the run game, all that stuff. So I think he's definitely a project-type player. But having a guy like Pierre-Paul tutor him is very scary. Uh, uh, AFC, South, AFC, AFC South coaches should be very uh, – offensive coaches should be very scared – because in a couple of years, uh, Pierre Paul's out and Jason uh, Joe Tryon uh, gets his stuff together. He'll be a great player, I think. So solid pick all around, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it, it was probably a little bit of a reach just because I think he was probably more of like a second-round pick. But, um, yeah. I mean, th- this is a team that, like, whoever they drafted, I mean, chances are they weren't going to start. Like, they're that good of a team. They've got a loaded roster. And like you said, I mean, getting to learn from uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, like Shaq Barrett, like, I mean, you really you couldn't ask for like a better situation to go to. Yeah, um, yeah, I I, th- I think he's gonna be. I, I like I liked him. Um, I mean, especially more than like the Turner pick. You know, I th- I thought he I thought he was a good player, and you know, you definitely need uh, more than two edge rushers. Yep. So um, that's our mock. Uh, that's our review of the first round and of Washington's seven round draft. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're sorry for the little delay at the beginning, but it's a pretty long episode. So we hope you all enjoyed it. Go ahead, sub to Phantom Sports Network Twitch channel. Uh, follow our podcast Twitter. Follow our personal Twitters. And we'll see you guys next week. Yep. See y'all.